Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book Company of One by Paul Jarvis. Keep listening to find out why you need to be focusing on better, not bigger. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark. And as usual, each week I'll be sharing with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading. And I've been doing the reading so you don't have to. This is a shortcut to reading and building a reading habit or to supplement your existing reading habit. This week is a book I really enjoyed, Company of One by Paul Jarvis. And it's a book that when I look back through my notes and my highlights, there was plenty of them, which is always a sign that the book really resonated and there were some really great tips and hints and things to pass on to you, my bookish friend. Now, if you're listening to this, the day it goes out on Monday, the 22nd of February, tomorrow is bookmark day, which means that tomorrow, Tuesday, the bookmark is going out, which is my fortnightly newsletter where I share news, reviews, podcast recommendations, book recommendations, and kind of bits in between. So if that is something you need in your inbox every fortnight, head over to the show notes and there is a link for you to click and sign up. All right, let's get into the book Company of One by Paul Jarvis. A little bit, first of all, about the book and then the author before I get into the big ideas. The only person you need to start and run a highly profitable and sustainable company is you. What if the real key to a richer and more fulfilling career was not to create and scale up a new business, but rather to be able to work for yourself, determine your own hours and become a highly profitable and sustainable company of one? Suppose the better and smarter solution is simply to remain small. Company of One is a refreshing new approach centered on staying small and avoiding growth for any size of business, not as a freelancer who only gets paid on a per piece basis and not as an entrepreneurial startup that wants to scale up as soon as possible, but as a small business that is deliberately committed to staying that way. By staying small, you can have freedom to pursue more meaningful pleasures in life and avoid the headaches that result from dealing with employees, long meetings, or worrying about expansion. Company of One introduces this unique business strategy and explains how to make it work for you, including how to generate cash flow on an ongoing basis. And that was taken from Penguin Books. A little bit about the author, Paul Jarvis is a veteran of the online tech world, and over the years he has had corporate clients such as Microsoft, Yahoo, Mercedes-Benz, Warner Music, and even Shaquille O'Neal. These days, he teaches courses online and does consulting from his home on a remote island off of Vancouver. And that was taken from Google Books. So as you can probably tell from those little blurbs, this is a really different mindset shift or way of thinking about companies and how to think about growing a company. As I mentioned earlier, I found this really resonated. And it's funny, since I've recommended this book to a few different people, they have pretty much all come back to me and said, yes, this is exactly what I've kind of been trying to think about. But this has given me new language and new tactics and ways of thinking and frameworks to actually put it into practice. So without further ado, let's get into the three big ideas from the book Company of One by Paul Jarvis. Big idea number one is start small, define growth, keep learning. First of all, we need to be clear on what a company of one is and isn't. Now, the most important thing you need to know to build a company of one is how much is enough, be it revenue, profit, days of working, holiday, whatever it is, but what is enough? And 
you need to know what is enough to say, take the rest of the year off and go climbing or surfing. And that's one of the examples that Paul gives in the book is that he was out surfing one morning and one of the people he often surfs with said, oh, yeah, I've made enough money now this year and go climbing for the rest of the year. And for him, this was such a different way of thinking. He thought, oh, wow. So it wasn't that this person was like, oh, good, I've made it, made my yearly revenue goal. How much can I do to do more? He was like, oh, good, this is enough. I can take most of the rest of the year off and do what I want to do to maximize life. Now, knowing this will help you make the big decisions and also help you retain resilience and autonomy as you're building your company of one. Because if we fall back into the trap of growing for growth's sake, which is what a lot of well, modern society would have you doing or what you may be used to doing, you will just keep digging yourself into a bigger hole of growth. So the aim is to become smaller, smarter, more efficient and more resilient. Many companies solve problems with more, throwing more money at problems, more people at problems, only to cause, well, more problems later on. It's not sustainable. So with a company of one, you're actually aiming for small as an end goal, not just small to then grow later or grow big as an end goal. Small is the purpose, it is the end goal. And you're actually building a company that questions growth, not chases growth. So a couple of quick notes on what it isn't. Uh, A freelancer technically isn't a company of one. It might be a good start or a starting point to build a company of one. But if you're still trading your time for money, it's not efficient and it's not necessarily resilient. But like I said, it is a good first step. The other note is that it doesn't actually have to just be one person that can apply this questioning growth approach to building a business. You can be a team or a small team, even a a kind of medium-sized team, and apply the same principles to your company, not overgrowing, not chasing growth for growth's sake, and not throwing more money or people at problems. There's a couple of examples in the book, including a company called Buffer, which you might be familiar with. They do social media, automatic posting, and they've got about 70 employees at the point that the book was written, and they actively chose to go better, not bigger, and to stay small. And that was with a team of about 70. So that's big idea number one, start small, define growth, keep learning. Big idea number two is the company of one mindset. So the question should always be, how do I make my business better, not bigger? And as I mentioned earlier, when I recommended this book or shared it with other people who have then read it, they're thinking, yes, this is, this is kind of what I'm wanting to get toward, but didn't have the language for. And I think coming off the back of 2020, it's a really important thing that people are now considering and thinking about, actually, last year forced me to maybe be smaller in some ways or to think differently about a sustainable business or a more stable business rather than necessarily a bigger business. Now, obviously, that depends on the industry, but it has triggered this kind of thinking in many people that I know. So it's a focus on stability, simplicity, and importantly, independence. So this might mean avoiding taking external funding that you can't actually afford or might be hard to pay back or might encourage you to make decisions about over trading to in order to grow to then pay it back. And which just I mean, even just saying it sounds stressful, doesn't it? In the hope that it will fuel growth. There was quite a painful example in the book about the company Pets.com back in the year 2000 who spent $17 million on adverts in 2000. They spent nearly $10 million more than they're making in revenue, not even just profit in revenue on adverts in the hope that that would drive the growth. They were throwing huge amounts of money in order to get more. 
Now, they ultimately lost a huge amount of money for their investors, but that's a, another point and story altogether. The mindset or the mindset of a company of one also rejects unnecessary things, be it fancy offices or, or whatever that might be. And when you do find yourself reaching capacity of work through sustainable growth, because ultimately and, and maybe inevitably that will happen, you can either find people to help, but only at the point that that is fully sustainable. And that could be in the format of employees or contractors and freelancers. And again, there's, there's examples in the book of both people have taken both of those options or by increasing your prices, which brings the work back to sustainable levels. Now, increasing your prices also forces you to focus on doing better and better work as your prices go up and up. You can also think about the mindset and switch some of the things you might be used to doing by setting upper limits to growth as well. So for example, you might say, I want to make at least $250,000 this year, but no more than $275,000. So it's that coming back to that concept of enough. What is enough that wouldn't mean that I'm giving away my soul or parts of my business or the life that I want to actually create. And again, that might be with, you know, given the financial example there, which is probably an easier one, or it could even be things like newsletter signups or numbers of customers, depending on the, the revenue model or business model that you have. So that's big idea number two, the company of one mindset. Big idea number three, and I love this one. It's a little bit of a quirky one, but it is be fascinating. And it was a point kind of later on in the book. And he talks about the fact that as a company of one, you need to stand out because you might be one of the smaller fishes in a quite a big pond. So you need to be pistachio ice cream, not vanilla ice cream. The point being that some people really love pistachio ice cream and it generally, generally will go for a higher price than vanilla. And some people really don't. And we need to be okay with that. So we need to stand out and use what makes you quirky, fascinating and unique. So to be you and amplify those traits in your business and with your way of doing business or way of working with your customers or in your products that you design or however it is that you, you work with people. So don't be a one size fits all. Be more pistachio ice cream or think about Marmite. They've done this really well and they've actually almost probably more what they're known for is their love it or hate it kind of campaigns rather than actually the product itself some ways. There's a quote in the book that says, don't just ask customers to pay attention to your business. Instead, start doing the kinds of unique and unusual things that attract attention in order to make your business distinct. I really like that. And I think particularly coming back to the point earlier of knowing that by operating as a company of one, you maintain autonomy and independence and that creative control, that is all within your, your control is to be fascinating and turn your business into something that stands out, that is quirky and unique and you. Okay, there we go. That's the three big ideas from the book Company of One by Paul Jarvis. Big idea number one is start small, define growth and keep learning. Big idea number two is the company of one mindset which is thinking about how do I make my business better, not bigger. And big idea number three, be fascinating. Now, I think that reading this is something I think about on a regular basis. And I've, as I've been adding new th ideas and revenue streams and services to my business in 2021, it's definitely something that I've been thinking about and coming back to some of the key ideas and particularly this big one of better, not bigger. I just think that one just really sticks with you, doesn't it? When you think about growing your business through betterment, not just biggerment. There we go. That's a new word. You can have that one. And just really challenging that growth for growth's sake. 
Now, the book really reminded me also of Derek Sivers' book, which I talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was called Anything You Want. You can go back and listen to that episode. So if you want a good example of someone who has, without knowing it and without necessarily knowing, I don't know, maybe they do know each other, I'm not sure, but who built a business very much in this way, then I definitely recommend going back and listening to that episode. Also reminds me a little bit of Cal Newport's work, particularly so good they can't ignore you. And particularly that idea that actually as you start increasing your prices, you have to be good enough to actually maintain and better enough in, in using the language of this book to, to maintain those prices and for them to be reasonable and, and value adding. So there we go. Company One by Paul Jarvis. Hopefully you enjoyed that. If you did, I'd love to hear from you. LinkedIn or Instagram are the best ways to contact me. Links, as always, are in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you if this is something you've read, if this has blown your mind as a way of thinking about your business or something you're building. Get in touch. Let's have a chat. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.